welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. Good morning and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I'm so excited for today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Courtney. Thanks for having me here. Oh, I'm so, so, so pumped. So I like to kick off the show and really hear who you are. What is your childhood? What got you inspired and what you are doing now? So kind of a time-lapse version of your life. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so the the big intellectual moment for me that like brought me to where I am today it started in uh, in college when I started learning about how the brain works and, you know, got started getting into those big philosophical questions, you know, what college is for about like, who am I? What is a person? How are we conscious? What are we doing here? Why are we here? Those sorts of big questions. And for me, those all focused on neuroscience as a very nerdy person like that was that's where I went for answers to those questions and as I started to learn more about what was known and what wasn't known and and what was at the cutting edge it there was a new field that was forming called behavioral economics where people were applying these models from behavioral science to uh economics into understanding human behavior at a large scale. So not just why do individuals do what they do, but why do we all do what we do together? And that is what inspired me to go to grad school for working on neuroeconomics, which was sort of the next generation of that, which is about using the models from neuroscience to answer those same questions. So what can the brain tell us about why people do what they do at a large scale and a small scale and why do people make the decisions that they make? And after grad school, I asked myself, so what's the most important thing I can do with this knowledge, this understanding of what motivates people and what drives them? And the answer I came to was metabolic fitness. Mm. And this is what is your metabolism? Your metabolism is all of the small chemical reactions that are keeping your body going all the time that produce energy and make your muscles move, make your brain think. Those chemical reactions altogether are called your metabolism. And a million decisions that you make throughout the day all have a little impact on your metabolism. And those little impacts add up. And they're the difference between living to 70 and living to 110. And they're the difference between uh, chronic pain and chronic flourishing. And diseases like diabetes and Alzheimer's are at root metabolic conditions. And I had a conviction that we could use these techniques from neuroscience and economics to help people 
make the change that they know they want to make about the way their metabolism works. And that could have a huge impact on helping people live longer, healthier lives. That's incredible. So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. How would they start? Because I feel it's, I mean, I, I say this all the time, but it's so true. It's really overwhelming when we want to make these like true lifestyle changes because there is so much mm-hmm. information out there now. Right. And not all of it is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's very true. There's a lot of information. Uh, we, we have a, we have some tools on the website, some quizzes and articles that people can read uh, that can help orient them on thinking about their metabolism. Okay. The number one activity that I recommend for people is to, to start getting to know your metabolism is, and yeah, so what, this is what I recommend. I recommend that people set a little alarm when they sit down for a meal for two hours later and then check in with their body on how their body is doing after the meal. This can seem kind of frivolous and like, I've got really change I want to make. Why am I like, why, why am I setting an alarm on my phone? But this is the way I recommend people get started because getting to know your body and how your body is uh, just a really powerful way to help give yourself some clarity on what it is you want to change about your relationship with food and those food metabolic behaviors. I love that. And you know, what's so funny. So when I was doing my Ayurvedic practitioner license, they had us do a similar assignment and really like kind of establishing where your dosha was and things like that. And it was so interesting because for me, I was never hungry in the morning, but I was always taught that like, you have to eat breakfast because it's how your brain starts and da 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 da, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. growing up. And so I had that imprinted in my belief system and it was making me feel sick because my stomach like wasn't there for it. And so when I, I actually started with intermittent fasting, um, and when I, when I did that and kind of reset my system a little bit, I started doing exactly what you're talking about. And I would set an alarm and I would listen and just sit with my body and it would take me, it was so ridiculous. It literally took me like 10 minutes to understand how my body felt. Yeah. It doesn't happen right away. Mm -hmm. But I noticed certain foods that I was eating or certain meals that I was eating were literally making me feel heavy, like just tired and lethargic. And then other foods would make me feel energized and ready to go take on the world or some foods would make me cranky. And it was interesting to see like how my body was, and I made my kids do it with me too, but how my body was so, who are obviously much younger with certain foods and carbs and things like that. The no one is average is one of the big lessons that I've learned in helping people apply the lessons from neuroscience, the lessons from metabolic science to their own personal lives. The, yeah. the rules of like eat breakfast and you should have this many calories in a day and this is when you should go to bed. All of those rules are written for, you know, quote unquote, the average person and no one is the average person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're guaranteed that those rules will not apply to you, which is kind of crazy to me, right? That, that, and that's what most people go to science and go to the experts looking for is the answer to like what is going to work for them. And they come back with these answers of what works for the average person, which is guaranteed to be the wrong answer for every single person. And the only way to find the right answer for you is to learn these techniques for 
finding the right answer, right? And we have coaches at Temper. And the reason we have coaches is because people can really benefit from guidance on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you, the experts can help you find the answers for yourself, but they cannot give you the answers. Yeah, those mints that Temper has like changed mm-hmm. my life. Tell <laughs> oh me more. God. Tell me more. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I got asked um, I, a while ago. I I was like when I was opening up the Holistic Healing Center, I was looking for things because intermittent fasting, like literally, like I said earlier, it changed my life in so many ways. And so I was just feeling so exhausted, and I started to like feel energy through food and what I was putting in my body the right way. And so, but I was get these like horrible, like burning pains, even with just drinking lemon water. And I was like, what is happening? Well, it was because my body was so out of whack that it had to like speed bumps. And I found the mints and I started taking them about a year and a half ago. And I refer them to everyone at my studio mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh my gosh, like it, it helps so much to like, it literally, like I, I just feel at peace and at craving of you know and it's it's all in my head that's what's fascinating and I know I know this from if I'm outside of my body I'm well aware of what's happening I just feeling it you're like oh yeah and that's that's what the mints are really great for so if you haven't uh seen our mints so at you know you can go to our website at usetemper.com and this is a product we designed to help people basically listen to their body better because what these mints do is they block out exactly like Courtney was saying that sort of that, that craving that's in your brain, but not in your gut. So that like, you're talking to yourself and your, your, the voice in your head is telling yourself you need a snack, even though your gut doesn't (laughs) feel it. And these mints are designed to block out that voice so that you can listen to your gut and that you can feel your body more clearly. And yeah, a lot of people find them extremely helpful for intermittent fasting or even for like night snacking or, Mm no snacking between meals uh just it just gives you a break from that oh i need a snack constantly right all the snacks (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's amazing i i literally when i first started taking it i was like you know i was like i'm not sure about this and then i i took it for about a week and i was like oh my goodness and it was at the time that i was uh and I was like, this is crazy because I've, I've never, you know, I know that our gut is our second brain. Fully connect with that part of my body um, because I had such an unhealthy. And so being able to have that quiet down and fully listen, it's interesting. The things that we look at, like someone would offer me something. I'm like, that doesn't even look good right now. And it was my, it was my belly talking, not my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a remarkable experience. And a lot of people find that their, you know, their habits and their, oh, I walk in the door and the first thing I do is grab uh, a granola bar or the first thing I do pour a glass of wine. Like they find that those impulses, those habits are driving a lot of their metabolic behaviors mm-hmm. and the mints quieting that, like, gives them the breathing room to design a new life for themselves, like to design a new set of habits that better reflect the metabolism and the lifestyle they want. Yeah. So when you came up with temper, what's, what was the influence for that? It was, so like I said, after grad school, I wanted to know, okay, how can I help people change these behaviors? And we started talking to people about what 
what do you wish your relationship with food is like? What is your current relationship with food? Uh, what are the challenges? And everyone basically knew what was like, quote unquote, healthy and not healthy. And their challenges were all around dealing with cravings. Like no one needed a better meal planning tool. Everyone knew like what a healthy meal looked like and everyone had a goal of getting to theirs. So they didn't need too much as far as like inspiration to inspire them to pick up a healthy lifestyle. They wanted it, they knew what it looked like, but they felt like they were constantly being defeated by their cravings. And so that was, uh, then we sat down and said, okay, let's tackle this. What does a solution to cravings look like? And this, and that's the, then the result of that design process was the temperaments. I love that. Very cool. And that is so true. I mean, cravings do run a lot of our lives, right? Like emotional eating, it is all so connected. And it's all in your head, right? And, right. And, you know, like it, we came to it, no assumptions, right? We wanted to hear from people, like, what is it that you're struggling with? You have this, do you, do you not know which foods are good for you? Do you not care about your metabolism? Do we need, because, you know, if people said, if people didn't feel inspired, then we're like, okay, that's a different problem that we can go solve. But everyone's like inspired and everyone had like a good idea of what the healthy lifestyle they're aiming for looked like. But they, and then they said, and I, I don't have trouble starting, but I have trouble sticking. And that's mm. what we heard from every single person. And so then that's, that's what we focused in on. Like, what is it? Okay, what, what's going to make this sticky? What's going to give you that? Okay, you start a new lifestyle on day one. What makes day seven and day 20 so hard? And, and the, the mints for you know, thousands of people now uh, have, been for, have been very helpful for that moment, that, that week one problem, that week three problem. Yeah. So question, I know this is kind of a, a juicy one, right? Because people <laughs> are definitely team A or B here. Do you, in your personal experience with seeing people and their results, do you think that actually full fasting is better or that intermittent fasting is better and why? Oh, okay. I yeah, know, it's just like, yeah, it's a... <laughs> put you so on the spot. I know Ooh. this is a spicy one. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as an economist, I'm going to say it depends. <laughs> <laughs> um, if your goal is uh, like 2 p.m. sleepies, if the 2 p.m. sleepies are your problem or inconsistent sleep is your problem or body composition is your focus, I would say intermittent fasting is the mm. way to go. Uh, if you are looking for longevity, I think that is where the longer fasts really have their value is in promoting longevity. Because uh, when you go past that 48 hour, that 72 hour mark is when you really start getting, start activating those bodily mechanisms that are driving uh, longevity and a sort of long-term body healing. And you don't want to do that. Obviously you don't want to do that like every month or anything. You don't want to do uh, a three day or a five day fast that often, but a once a year, five day fast is really great for uh, longevity. And then the, so, you know, thing number one is what's your motive? Like what, what goal is, are you pursuing here? And then thing two is what's your lifestyle? So for me, I practice intermittent fasting on work days because that's when I have a really 
predictable schedule and I want to be really sharp in the afternoons. And then I don't on the weekends. So I eat um, multiple meals a day on the weekends. And then twice a year, I do a five day fast to sort of access those deep parts of my metabolism. Ooh, I like that. And when you fast, do you just do water? What, it, what does that look like for you? Yeah, just sparkling water. Uh-huh. Just bubbly water is all I drink. So I have a, a black espresso in the morning. Uh, and then... Because that's the natural water. diuretic, right? Yeah, and it's just delicious. It's zero calorie. It contains a bunch of, you know, great antioxidants and great um you know these hormitics so these are molecules that sort of create a metabolic challenge for your body so this is like arugula is full of this like that spiciness of arugula which is in season right now and i recommend that everyone load up oh, you know arugula so funny. I have a salad sitting on my desk it's so good yeah so you can get you know if you can get wild arugula or outdoor arugula the arugula that looks like it's had a difficult life like that stuff's really good for you and it's good it's kind of challenging for your it, it that that spiciness is kind of a challenge for your body uh it's the right kind of challenge so yeah coffee it's got a bunch of molecules in it that that challenge my metabolism and then it's delicious and then i have that very early in the morning so it's all worn off by bedtime all the caffeine uh and then sparkling water and a little bit of electrolyte salts so sodium, potassium, magnesium, salts throughout the day. And then I break my fast at about 6 p.m. Uh, when I pick the kids up from daycare. Oh, I love that. I've heard so many different ways to do it. And I always just do like waters and teas. And so I was like, this is, I love hearing people's, how, how they do it. And I know some people do it like once a, once a month, which I'm like, I, my hat is off to you because I, there's no way that would be sustainable for my, my personal life because I work out so much. So there's no way mm -hmm. I would just mm -hmm. be in a ball crying, <laughs> <laughs> shaking. Yeah. yeah. And then the, for the longer fasts, same thing. Um, I don't do any caffeine on the longer fasts. Uh, so that's just sparkling water and electrolyte salts for the longer fasts. Mm, okay. Now, how does fasting affect your mood? Well, the first time you try it, you're going to get hangry. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. Like, just embrace uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, you know, it's, uh, you go on a run, your legs are going to get sore, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just, that's, that's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to know and embrace, right? Like, that's how your body's going to react. In the longer term, as you establish a practice, it will, uh, so I think of energy as part of people's mood, right? Mm -hmm. So like a quiet contentment or a energetic buzz are both happy, right? They're both on that positive end of the affective scale as a, as a psychologist in me would, or the neuroscientist in me would wanna say, but they're, they're separated by what we might call uh, so the, the neuroscience word is arousal, and that's what most people call energy. But for me, that's part of your emotion, right? So it, one way thing it'll do to your moods and your emotion is you'll notice that you're in a much higher arousal during the day and then much lower arousal during the night. So 
it kind of regularizes and reinforces your wake sleep cycle as you practice intermittent fasting. Mm. The second thing you notice is overall your valence. So that affect scale from uh, happy to sad, you're going to spend a lot more time in the high valence uh, part of the spectrum. Um, so it, ev almost everyone reports a mood lift. Longer fast too, people feel this sort of like, it's like a runner's high euphoria around day three of a longer fast. Oh, amazing. And, yeah. And then the longer you stick with the intermittent fasting practice, you'll, you'll get this, it'll, it'll reinforce this uh, high energy, high valence uh, state. Yeah, I didn't think I would ever be able to not nap at three o'clock, like ever, because I am uh -huh. such, I'm uh -huh. like such a believer in naps, right? And, but it was horrible because I would be at work and, you know, I worked from home for a very long time and was only online when I actually got a brick and mortar. It was hard for me. I was struggling every day at three o'clock would hit. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, uh, what am I going to do? I feel like so checked out and I'd be doing therapy clients and I would just be zoned out. Like I could not come back. I'm intermittent fasting completely took that away from me. Like I, I think it took about five days and then my body was just like, not, not tired. It was seriously crazy how did. Yeah. So there's this molecule called orexin uh, and your body releases this when you're hungry. And in caveman days, this was important for motivating people to go find food. So it's not just about alertness, but it also sort of increases your drive and your motivation to go do things. And intermittent fasting puts your orexin cycle in sync with your melatonin cycle. So this is what drives that sort of like, I'm alert during the day feeling and I'm sleepy at night feeling is orexin uh, getting in sync because so many people They've, they've never, you know, it's been years since they've experienced high orexin levels and mm -hmm. intermittent fasting is really good at, at waking up these alertness hormones. Oh, amazing. So what for children, when does that shift happen from child to from adolescent to adult with our metabolism when we get those huge shifts? I could have worded uh, that better, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I typically recommend like post puberty. So okay. um, the most important thing for people going through puberty, uh, let's say for men going through puberty, because for women, unfortunately, the data, I, I cannot speak to it personally, <laughs> and the data is like less clear uh, mm -hmm. and less researched. Uh, but for, for men, you, you want to get just a lot of high quality protein and high quality carbs and high quality fats during puberty, and there's not much evidence of benefits for intermittent fasting during or before puberty. Mm. Uh, intermittent fasting before puberty, you can get, you can actually get weight gain and uh, like bone development problems in small children. Uh, it looks like it doesn't hurt brain development too much. This is mostly, again, I say intermittent fasting, but this is mostly research that was done uh, on famine. Interesting. I just, I love facts. I'd like, I'd love to hear all the dynamics of it. It fascinates me. Yeah. So I generally don't recommend intermittent fasting for, for kids, but around college time. So at the end of puberty is when uh, orexin and uh, melatonin start falling into that adult rhythm. And then the hormone changes around menopause for women. Uh, 
postmenopausal women have a hormone profile that looks like uh, a young man, like a 25, 28 year old man. Interesting. And that's when women can start seeing really big benefits from intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting definitely helps with younger women as well, but older women, perimenopause, postmenopause, intermittent fasting is tremendously helpful. You start going through these changes where you, you're, you're, the signals for storing energy start going up a lot. The women report that they have much more cravings. And again, it's these kind of mental cravings more so than physical cravings during perimenopause and postmenopause. And intermittent fasting is, for the first time for a lot of women, tremendously helpful. Um, so do you, on the temper site itself, do you have resources? And I know you said there's some quiz quizzes and things like that, but places mm-hmm. that people can go if they are just, I'm in no more naps for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the homepage, it's uh, usetemper.com, U-S-E-T-E-M-P-E-R.com. Uh, if you're in, you can, uh, shop the mints or shop the coaching right there on the homepage. Or uh, if you want to learn more, we have a a learn section, which you can click on in the header and check out all of our intermittent fasting and metabolic fitness content if you're just looking to learn more on the topic. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's coaching on the front. There's coaching with this? Yeah, so we have coaching with Ah! every purchase of mints. And then we also have more intensive coaching for people who are looking for more guidance. And you can get there from the homepage. Oh my gosh, I love that. That is genius, one. Because it is, it's very, like I said, it's so overwhelming. So to have everything in one spot like that is incredible. Yeah. I mean, at one level, intermittent fasting is very simple, right? It's like, don't eat food, (laughs) but there are like so many ways to do it uh, that like a lot of people find it helpful to have a coach to say like, because it's also uncomfortable. And so people have difficulty saying like, am I doing it right? Like I'm both uncomfortable and not sure if I'm doing it right. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm are there to help people to say like it's uncomfortable and yes you're doing it right and when i started i really had the experience that everyone had an opinion with how to do it and none of them were the mm-hmm. same yep 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 i was like and this so is our fun coaches, yeah our coaches <laughs> focus on uh that process of self-discovery like learning what's right for you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong right you go to the gym you lift heavy things that's uncomfortable that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong you pull a hamstring that like you want your personal trainer to say, okay, that you did wrong there. Let's talk. <laughs> we it. messed up there. <laughs> yeah. But just being uncomfortable doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. But the coaches are really great for helping people figure out what kind of uncomfortable is right for them. Oh, amazing. Well, where is the best spot if someone wants to connect directly or has questions or wants to reach out? Would it be the website? Yeah, the, the website or any of our social media uh, platforms. So yeah, I'd recommend going to the website is the best place to get started. And then you can also find us on every platform at Use Temper. And Instagram is so great because there's always tips and little did you knows. And I love it because I'm always, it, it's like gentle reminders, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow us on Instagram, DM us on Instagram. We do live. Uh, we have the coaches do live events on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you'll get notifications about when the coaches are doing live. If you have questions for the coaches, Uh, I do those too. Uh, So uh, yeah, you might see me in one of the live events. If you have intermittent fasting or metabolism questions, give us a follow and you'll get a notification for 
uh, when we're doing our next live. Amazing. Well, thank you so much today for talking about all the details, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? And really I just yeah. creating knowledge and education around this because I feel it is a really touchy subject that there is, you know, when I, when I first talked to it, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so perfect because I've heard so many different directions on how to go with this. And it's so nice to have something that's black and white and everything kind of a hub spot that you can get clarity and direction and know what to do the right way for your own body. I'm so glad that you found us too. And thank you for having me on uh, to, to share with your audience. Yes, and we'll be in touch so soon. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.